So, Chris, are you ready to get today's episode started? Chris isn't here right now, Mrs. Debbie. (gasps) It's the Watchers on the Couch. back for episode six of castle rock on watchers on the couch i'm here with my co-host debbie hello we are in a whole different location this week but pause okay that intro nobody could see it but you did the finger movement yeah exactly and i just want everyone to know that it was the full immersion it's complete yeah i felt like it was little danny talking to me okay good i i really wanted to like (laughs) get into that character for a minute (laughs) um this episode is titled what filter Filter. got it said at the same time yeah we are in a different location (laughs) oh yeah that's right Sorry, i sidetracked you (laughs) it's all right um because of life first day of school exactly well not for either of us but no for your human child (laughs) my human child it was his first day of school (laughs) And actually, it worked out like time wise where I could have just waited a little bit. You know, I actually, when I texted you that, I was going to send another text and be like, you can just come over and like I'll leave a key for you. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how long it's going to be. But you're like, you can just come over here. And I was like, yeah, that works too. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. We live there was not that far from each no other. No traffic so. at eight o'clock. So yeah, that's. I'm, there were lots of cops though. I actually hit. Right when morning traffic is going on, and then as soon as I get through, that's when morning traffic stops. The morning stops, so, yeah. Um, but all that to say, we're here at my apartment of atrocities. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that its name? That's the best thing I could come up with on short notice. I like it. You, Ash is somewhere like behind it? me. Oh, yeah. Okay, so as soon as Debbie knocks on the door, <laughs> he does a full lap around the perimeter of the apartment, and then goes and hides. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's not he's, as sociable as my cat. No, not at all. He <laughs> anytime someone knocks, he's very scared. So nah, anytime anybody knocks at my door, the cats come out and they're like, "Who's here?" Yeah, they're like dogs. They come to the door. Yes. Which, uh, while we're on this topic, he may get brave and come out and interrupt us. He mm-hmm. likes to get on this table that's between us right now. Um, There's lots of things he could knock off. He might end up on the board. We'll see how that goes. The board is here. I brought it with me. Sweet. I didn't even ask you to do that, and you no, did I that. Just, I just brought, and I brought the dry erase marker because I knew it was yeah. get all <laughs> so messed prepared. up in transit. <laughs> so prepared. I love it. So, before we get to this episode, which is entitled Filter, let's do some um, in between stuff. Some. Okay. I watched a Pet Cemetery documentary that's a couple years old. It's called Unearth and Untold the Path to Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. If you want to download it, they can find it on iTunes. I was wondering, how is it free? It is not free. Uh, I did, since I do have a tendency to fire things, <laughs> I did look around, couldn't find it. Um, the so only you, place so you I paid could, for this? I did. It was Ooh. only, to rent it on iTunes is only $3. So okay. I feel like $3 is like I can swing that. You know? You're owed the. Powers that be your three dollars? <laughs> yes, for a long time. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, the only place I could find to stream it is iTunes. It could be somewhere else too. I don't really know. I know you can order it like on Amazon and stuff too. So there's that. But um, a couple notes I took from it. It's a pretty comprehensive documentary. Like everybody that's involved is still alive. Uh, they contributed. Mm-hmm. So they the pe- the people I think it was like their first ever film. That uh, Judd Crandall guy, he passed away yeah. a long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died in his 50s, and he looked like he was in he his 70s. Like, yeah, okay. He's a big, giant so dude. So he went and, back in time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was, was Benjamin Buttoning it? They may have olded him up for the movie. I don't know. Well. That looked all very natural. Kind of. Natural, yeah, old, wrinkles. And then, of course, when he dies, he's very unnatural. There's like a mold of his yeah. head and stuff. So, But anyway, some notes. Um most of the actors have kept the same haircut as when they were in their most popular roles. Okay. So, like, to a T, every single person that was in this movie has the same haircut. It's I just noticed it. It was weird. <gasps> that Milo kid. Wasn't um, his name Milo? The one that played um, the little boy, uh, Cage? I think so, yeah. I thought, his name was, I thought he had, like, a weird name, too. Well, he's, like, in his 30s now. He's super cute still, right? Doesn't he look the same? Uh, I don't know. I don't have a good barometer on such things. Why can't you tell me if he's cute? <laughs> I don't think. He, I don't think he's. I mean, because he was a kind of creepy kid. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he kept those creepy eyes. He he had well. Okay, so in present day, he has dyed black hair. Okay. Um, he kind of looked like a member of Good Charlotte. Oh, all right. So I got to so, Google. So look him up, uh, and I'll move on. Um. Marky Ramone, the second drummer for the Ramones, is in this documentary for about five seconds. Hmm. And um, he said that the band had dinner at Stephen King's house, and that was it. They just had a conversation with him and got permission, you know, to... I, well, he it was trying to get their permission to use their... Or, you know, get them to make a song for the movie. So right. they just had a conversation, um, and I imagine that night was probably pretty awesome. Can you imagine just having dinner with Stephen King? Yeah, and it's like... And just... Being a band dude, I know, like, when you bring your band to a place, it's like a party, sort of. Like, it just becomes a party out of what the situation is. It's five people, you know, at the least, coming to your house. So it already is a party. Right. You know what I mean? I just feel like that would be so amazing to pick his brain. It'd be crazy, yeah. And I know they were fans, so... So the kid is Miko. Miko. I knew it was something different. Yeah. And yes, he still looks the exact same. Does he? Yeah, yeah I guess. As, I, as I mean, his kid version. Does. I, I guess I didn't really like study his face that much. They didn't have too many clips of interviews with him because he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah, he was he was teeny tiny. He was like two, three. Yeah, he said um, he said they're like pictures in his brain, but he doesn't really remember. I'm sure it's really weird to watch yourself in a movie totally. and not remember doing the movie. Yeah. And, you know, when they're a little kid like that, they get guided through the whole process. Mm-hmm. So Fed their lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, the ending of the movie was a reshoot that the studio suggested. So the studio's like, this ending isn't bloody enough. You should do something crazy at the end, which is where you get, you know, the the shot of the wife's face all messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and... So um, so the end scene in the kitchen where the wife comes back is what mm-hmm. they wanted to reshoot. 
Well, they didn't. They added it. Oh, they added. Yeah. So the so original. They, just, they ended it with her just dead, and they're like, "No, we need yeah, more." Yeah. No, original ending from the book is not as scary as that. Um, he like. I don't. I read that book so long ago. I'm pretty remember. sure she answers the phone. <gasps> in the house, and is like, "Everything's fine. We're gonna be happy together, or something." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. fan, we're gonna live as a family and. And this, you get the full-on visual of her nasty-ass-looking face. That is not going to work. Undead face, yeah. you know. So, that is the uh, interesting stuff I pulled from that. Hmm. Let's see if On I... On iTunes, everybody, for $3. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's definitely worth... I would say it is worth the rental. Probably not worth the buy. Like, I, I don't imagine people would want to rewatch it a whole bunch. Yeah. News... First and foremost, this show has been renewed for season two already. <gasps> Yay! That um, kind of took me by surprise. I know the show's good, but... Um, People are digging it. All the reviews not, I see are great. Yeah, but usually it's not this early that they would do something like that. They wait till the end of the season and announce something like that. Apparently this is like Hulu's best show. Yeah, I think it's the most um, the most watched and rewatched show they've ever put on. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with like trying to dig more in and rewatch and see well, what you may have a, missed. It's a full blown mystery. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not gore or horror. It's just a good old mystery. And as you go further along, there may be stuff that comes to light in episode six, like we're about mm-hmm. to talk about. That you go back and you look for, you know, the creepy RV that could have been around yeah. or, you know, something like that. Well, I just love how once you solve, like, one mini-mystery, another new mini Like, we still have the big mystery of what the hell's going on. Sure. But there's all these little mysteries, and, you know, it's nice to be like, oh, okay, so that one's solved, but now we have a new one. It's not, you know, the same things being sure. dragged out. And, you know, I'm sure... Mike Daffron would probably be driven in completely insane by the end of the season if there was just one mystery we were working on the whole time. Because <laughs> he already has posted this morning, like, he's not happy with how much mystery we're getting piled on. Oh, really? He's unhappy so, with mystery? So, I don't know. We might talk a little bit more about it at the end of the episode, but... um Anyway, uh, other King news, well, but I'm super stoked for season two. They yeah, also sort of mentioned in the article that I read that this might end up being an anthology series, sort of like Fargo, where every I, season is different actors and a different story in the I same universe. I thought that's what they had said originally it was going to be. So maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, they hinted at that again. Um, there hasn't been any actors announced for season two, so no, probably won't be for some time. I, and I don't really see how they could do like American Horror Story does where they use the same actors and put them in new characters. I mm-hmm. don't see how they could do that for this show. Yeah, no. and Because uh, it's the same town. I'm not even sure. You know, they haven't even said that necessarily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Fargo, is they, they take a different approach. They just hire a whole new cast. Right. So that's a thing that could happen too. You know what I mean? Um, but I like this cast. See, that's the problem I, do, yeah. I have when they do one one shot season, one and done, and then they come back with it again. And you you really like those characters, like season one at Fargo. I loved all those people in it. Me too. And I was really disappointed that I didn't get to see more of them. Yeah, but you know, every season of that's been pretty quality, though. See, I've only seen season one because I was. Yeah, disappointed def- that I didn't get the same characters. I understand. You should definitely revisit that that show. Hey, my, they're on season what three now? 
Uh, yeah, they're probably making season four now. I guess I don't right. really. I'm I feel not like sure the though. timeline. That's probably what it is. Um, other things worth mentioning that I don't have a ton of information on. Um, Owen King is going to help with the Stan TV show, so he is Stephen King's son, of course. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have much more on that besides that he's going to be helping with it. And then, um. So, like, a real TV show, not a miniseries? I'm pretty sure it's going to be a full-fledged show. And that, I think that that book kind of necessitates a little more fleshed-outness than what the ser- the miniseries did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never, like, super into the miniseries version of it. Um, it's a commitment. It is. And the <laughs> book is also a giant commitment. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was that... Um, they are making, I believe it's going to be another kind of anthology series sort of thing for Creep Show on mm-hmm. uh, the horror subscription service Shutter. Yes, and I think you be like you find that on like digital services or whatever. But yeah, uh, I think I'm maybe trying to the- think what cable service I had that had Shutter because I had Shutter for a while. I don't think I have. I wonder anymore. if it's exclusive to a certain one or something. I feel like it's satellite. It might be, or maybe on like maybe you'll be able to stream it online too. That would be cool. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, so I know that the special effects guy and uh director of many episodes of The Walking Dead is directly involved with that. I think he's going to do the first episode for sure, and then I don't know besides that. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but I can't. Anyway, he is the most famous director and special effects guy that's involved with Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He also did a bunch of stuff with Tom Savini back in the day. And just, I mean, I feel like total I should know legend. this name that you're talking about. Too. Yeah, he he was involved in Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. He's involved in Army of Darkness. This like, is... damn it. No, this is going to bother me. We could Google it, but um, let's see here. So, yeah, if you're going to Google it, just look up special effects, Walking Dead director or something like that. Um, That's all I think I brought for before we start this episode breakdown. Greg Nicotero? Yes, that is See, correct. That's what I was thinking in my head, but I'm like, that can't be it. Cause... Robert Kirkman is the only name I could get to go through my head while I was and, talking and I, about that. So. And I'm picturing him in my head because he's got the grayish hair that's long, always in a ponytail. Ponytail, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage because I have, of course, like Blu-rays and stuff of Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. I'm so, I'm so mad I didn't shout it out. I knew it. There's a whole bunch of footage of him with like long blonde hair oh. <laughs> yeah like he's been rocking that hair for a long time yeah but um let's get to the episode shall we yes okay so as i said before episode six filter we start this episode uh showing some uh visuals of swampy area yeah i just um, wrote down the woods are howling again yeah so we're hearing those mysterious noises in the woods. Um, we're seeing swampland. We're seeing wooded area. And then it goes to the burial ceremony at the cemetery in town mm-hmm. for Henry's dad. Yes. Um, the reburial. Right. Uh, while this is going on, it 
is cutting between that and the kid going through Henry's family stuff in the mm-hmm. attic or whatever of the garage. He's just making himself at home. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's being very intrusive. <laughs> but I mean, what else is he supposed to do? They just pretty much locked him up in you know the yeah, attic of a garage. But he he's also like not normal, so you know, like things you should think about before you stash a kid in your house. Exactly. Hide all your shit. <laughs> Or even your garage. <laughs> um, he finds a camcorder video of Henry as a kid in the woods. Uh, we can we can only assume it's, you know, his dad with him in the woods because yeah. that's what we've seen of that before. The whole movies. It's strangely reminiscent of, you know, the flashback scene, mm-hmm. except not in the dark. You know what I mean? Uh, I was just, it just instantly pinged in my head. It's like, oh, we've kind of seen this before. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing more and more of the same thing. Right. Um, and then back at the ceremony. And he's the only one there. Yeah, yeah, there's workers, cemetery workers there. There's the pastor, and then there's Henry. And that's it. And well, but then we, the camera turns around when Henry notices something, and it's the, it's the two creeps, Mm and there's a, a uh, pretty nice RV behind them. Yeah. It doesn't like look run down or anything like that. Uh so he makes eye contact with uh with the creeps and then they leave. Yeah, they immediately. <laughs> They're like, Oh shit, he saw us. We're, How did he see us? We're just, just standing, standing out here. here in the middle of the grass. <laughs> exactly. With a giant RV. I behind can't believe us. he spotted us. We were just staring at him. <laughs> and and there's you know, in a graveyard there's only probably like one path that goes through it uh-huh. so you got the giant RV, uh, RV on the only path only only road just hanging out oh he he did venture out into the open oh hi that oh. doesn't count as interruption because no, I pointed him out but he gave me the sweet eyes he's he, being very nice he okay squint eyes. so then we go to Pangborn with the kid Alan tells him something has been sold as and is in a yard in Syracuse, mm-hmm. which I didn't really look up the distance between Syracuse, New York, and um, I didn't either in Maine. But anyway, it's um, apparently a drive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the kid says he needs to go because it can help Ruth. Yeah, he says Alan needs to go. I should say. Yeah. Pronouns. Um, Alan asks, "Why do they need it to help Ruth?" And the kid is very vague. Yeah, he's doesn't... like, I can't explain it in a way that you would understand. Yeah, yeah, so... But then he says um, that time is her enemy. Yeah, and he and he calls him, uh, he calls uh, Alan Sheriff. Yeah. Which he's not. So, I don't know, I just question that in my head, like, why would he still be calling him Sheriff? Because mm-hmm. that's the... Last way he remembers, him, I, I guess, guess. But he's been—he hasn't been frozen in time, though. Necessarily, I know, no, like he hasn't he, grown he, up. But he hasn't had any other interaction besides with Warden Lacey up until you know being found in the sure. in the cage. So, last thing he knows is he was sheriff. Who, I mean, maybe nobody's told him that he's not sheriff. Anymore. Sure, it's just strange. It was strange. If he's not wearing like the uniform and stuff, he should just know he's not the sheriff. Well, I mean, he wasn't a very good sheriff to begin with. I guess, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Or maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe letting random kids in trunks. I mean, if you go by the Stephen King backstory of Pangborn, he was a good sheriff. Yeah. Like, in the dark half, he comes running whenever shit is going down. You know what I mean? He comes running, but maybe the way he gets to how he gets to things isn't maybe the best morally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, in the dark half... He does keep stuff from the other troopers. They mostly are are incompetent or not right. around or whatever in the story. Of right. Dark so Half, I mean, he's doing things his own way. Exactly. Yeah. He's very much that kind of dude. Yeah. Um. So then we're with the kid in Henry's house. Yeah. Um. He busts out some Motown on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then starts, he lays in bed. He start. Well, he starts going through their rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And then it looks at himself in the mirror for a while. Which is just odd. Just lay, more, more, lays in her bed. More odd behavior. Yeah. He's just making himself at home, which makes you wonder if it was his home. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting thing to think about. It's the only thing I can think about is what this connection is between the kid and Henry. And Yeah. But it did seem like in that flashback thing that from last episode that that seemed like it was his home like that was his the family. other house where yeah the craziness happened. yeah 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 like i still have i still kind of think he's part of that family but i don't it, you know after that's this all guessing. episode i have i have some more theories mm-hmm. i'm sure they're all wrong but <laughs> it's all right as as most of mine have been yeah i don't know i like i mean i always mean to go back and look at what theories we've made and see how they've followed up but they usually fall apart by the next episode <laughs> okay well usually all of our theories are completely debunked i know that dog ended up being nothing well we don't know we've only seen him twice he found the head and that's all <laughs> that's all they've showed us not since episode two or three <laughs> yeah. or whatever um so then we go to alan with ruth uh ruth's getting kind of the same brain test as everybody gets the same brain yeah. test um alan has Business. Yeah, so they come home. Right. Alan says he has business he has to take care of when they're when they're at the office though. Yeah. And, uh, and he says he's got he's gonna have to leave for a little bit. Uh, Ruth says she, all she needs is a system and she'll be okay. You know what I mean? As far as her brain stuff goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's uh, another hint at a chess piece sort of thing. Yeah, she gets the chess set out and puts them in her pocket. Right. So I did actually notice the chess pieces for the first time after they've been in nearly every episode. Yeah, and now after watching this episode, I'm like, oh, it makes sense why I kept finding random yep. chess pieces. We that's one of the answers we get. Mm-hmm. Um, so Henry uh, meets his son off the bus next. Um, and it's the kid from it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's his name's Wendell. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives Henry trouble for not visiting more. Uh, he's sassy. Yeah, he is. Like, right, he's a teenager, though. I guess. Yeah, so. I I put down that he has teen angst temper. Well, check this out. Henry says he'll fix lunch and tells Ruth and and Wendell to catch up. Yeah, just hang and out. then he immediately leaves the room. Just hang out with crazy grandma. It's just fine. hang. Just I mean, at least talk to her for a little bit. You know, make sure she's okay. Something. I would have at least opened the door and been like, "Hey, mom." Let's have a little chat yeah. so I can make sure where you're at in your brain before I just leave my son in here with you. I mean, granted, I'm sure she's not going to hurt him, but I don't know. For your son, at least, make it not so weird and awkward. Well, sure, but he, 
it's not. It doesn't even seem like he leaves because it's awkward. He doesn't give it a even a beat. <laughs> he Henry walks out. Kid walks out. Yeah, it's that quickly. It's there's he doesn't give her a look. He doesn't like. I wonder. There was if, no awkward tension. Not e- there wasn't even enough time for any kind of thing. He I wonder walked if out it immediately. Was an unsaid thing of we're all going to go down to the <laughs> kitchen and hang out. I don't. I thought it was. It was weird. I thought it was. I'm going to go make lunch. You catch up with Ruth. You catch up with Grandma for a little bit, and I'll be back with lunch. Mm-hmm. But ba- I guess and then maybe they you're both right. peace out. Then they both walk <laughs> out immediately. I'm like, well, he's a pretty big jerk. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was. He weird. really loved his cell phone. He had to keep playing that game. Oh yeah, whatever that game was. He was the non VR game. Yeah. He's like, Dad, you're. you're so How old are you, Dad? Dad. You're dumb. <laughs> anyway, um, Molly. We go to Molly at her office. She's on the phone. She's trying, trying to, to. She's trying to really upsell. Oh yeah, Castle she's Rock. still <laughs> more of trying to like make anything good out of castle rock the guy's like haven't there been murders she's like no it's fine isn't there like a fire going on burning up the whole town yeah but it's nowhere near it so it's fine (laughs) i mean it is inching closer by the day (laughs) but it's fine and our air is very tough to breathe (laughs) and the firefighters they they can't do anything because the fire is you know not susceptible to water apparently yeah so so um she's on the phone trying to make some deals Sell some stuff and uh, sees Pastor Deaver with his head all wrapped up, all you know, zombified, gross looking, and uh, in the window. And then she looks at her drugs again. <laughs> She's so. like, "Well, trying to look at the my envelope full of drugs, not looking good." <laughs> no, and it's it's pretty much empty again. Uh, I don't know if she's still been taking the drugs or whatever, but well, she's giving them out to the kid now too. That's right. Um, quick thing with her though. That's about all we get. Yeah, it's very quick. Uh, then we go to lunch in the kitchen at Henry's again. Uh, the kid is looking in the window from the yard. So our Satan, <laughs> our Satanish kid is who I mean. <laughs> Look, he's looking in through the window and sees them in there. Um, Henry goes into the garage and the kid is back in the garage and he's watching the home movies again. But one second. What's up? We see Ruth standing at the fridge with another figure in her hand. Oh, yeah. And she looks like she wants to put it in the refrigerator. But I'm also not sure if she just took it out of the refrigerator because they don't show that. It's just in her hand with the fridge door open and Henry keeps looking at her to talk to her and then she just puts it in her pocket. Well, she does. So I'm not sure if... She was taking it yeah. from there, or if she was just thinking about putting it I think it in maybe this will relate to something that happens later in the episode. I mean, we understand it more later. Yeah. But, that, like, at that point, I wasn't sure if it was yeah, what she's I, doing with it. I just sort of chalked it up to she, like, carries them around for comfort or something. I didn't really know what to make of it. I just knew that she At that would, point, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I wasn't sure if she was putting it in or taking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those I don't the whole Chaspies thing is still baffling to me. <laughs> I don't know. And did we look in the fridge? Was there still bread in a can? I didn't look. That. I didn't look I that didn't time. Look. I, didn't, I don't know if we got a if, shot. If of anybody inside. saw that, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Sharp eyed watchers. <laughs> um So yeah, so again, the scene that he's watching is very similar on video to what we've seen in his flashbacks in previous episodes. Henry's flashbacks. Um <gasps> And then we're wondering what does Henry's dad want him to listen for? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're still questioning that. 
The one, uh, one other thing that I forgot to say is mm. when Ruth sees the kid through the window, she says, I thought we buried him in that suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's some very weird... Because the kid's wearing their clothes. Like, he's just finding mm-hmm. clothes and he's putting them on. I'm assuming it's Henry's dad's That's old right, clothes. yeah. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, she she says, I thought we buried him in that suit. So, yeah, it could just be another suit that, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. in the garage or whatever he that he put it on. Or did he put it on when he came in the house? I can't remember. But anyway, it's it's bound to just be another suit that his dad had. But I, I mean, do you think he he dug up the body and put on the suit? I'm not sure. Well, no, they did. Feel, they dug up the body. <laughs> well, okay, so this also goes back to what I'm thinking mm. go, relates to what we haven't seen yet. What, yeah. What Ruth goes into. So I'm not really sure. Maybe they did bury him in that suit. Yeah, but there's also the exploding casket thing where, like, if the if he got the suit out of the casket off of the body, maybe, it would be, like, all damaged and wet. Maybe he was buried wet. in it, and then they took the body out, and it wasn't really him in the casket anymore. That That is something to think about. I didn't even consider that. I mean, Some Castle Rock, robbing. why wouldn't they just, you know, right, switch bodies? And, you know, maybe... The pastor Deaver that Molly is seeing around is like an undead spirit that's p- pissed off. Maybe sort of like poltergeist where <laughs> they all took the- my suit. Yeah, <laughs> give my suit back. That's what, what is he wearing? He's wearing a suit too, isn't he? He's got the well in the in the visions that she's having. Yeah, he's got the the pastor outfit on. Oh, is it the pastor outfit? I think so. Pastor, reverend, whatever. Because he, cause he's in the church and yeah. when she sees him before and he's giving the sermon and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I'm fairly certain that's what it is, though. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Sorry. There was, there was like, things that going no, on yeah. in that scene. No, yeah. All that's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, They go to the psych hospital, Juniper Hill. That's a... That is a Easter egg from other stories. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have them off the top of my head, but I know it's been used in other Stephen King stories for sure. And it looks like a great place. There's crows flying all overhead. <laughs> yeah, I was it say. looks run down. Okay, so <laughs> Henry takes the kid there, right? <laughs> great place. And as soon as they get out of the car, and he's like talking him up, talking up the place pretty much. Henry is. Um, the you see a bunch of crows above, and then. One just dive bombs and dies and immediately. Dies. Just, and they're like, that's <laughs> That's the it, third it one happens. this month or something. Yeah, it's fine. Don't let that bother you. Come inside. Oh, no, that's not bothersome at all. No. Birds committing suicide. Yeah, she's just like, it's no biggie. It happens. Come with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if listeners would be able to hear that or not. It's a cat noise. It's a micro cat noise. Uh, I don't know. We might that might be half of a point. He's he's loving <laughs> on my my bag I brought. Yeah, he's got to put his smell on it. Okay, now it counts as interruption because we're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> um. So, question: How likely is it that the smoke in the air of this town poisoned the crow? Because. <laughs> 
there's just like a haze over the town now and yeah. up where the crows are flying. How long did she say that that's been happening, the crows thing? Uh, like a month or something? A month. Probably like as soon as the smoke started. Do you think the crows thing started when the kid was found? Certainly possible. All that's all this stuff is happening within that time frame. Yeah, so. so. Um, but yeah, I, I did write that it's probably more complicated than the smoke <laughs> poison the crow. <laughs> or just old age. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if the smoke is poisoning the crow, it wouldn't poison one at a time. They would they would all fly somewhere else. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's the domino effect. They would you have can't just have it all at one time. They would just fly somewhere you else. Just blow your load in all one shot. You <laughs> right, know, just right. all the birds dead. You gotta you gotta draw it out. You gotta make it a thing. Um you're probably right. Uh so then we go back to uh Ruth. Yeah, Henry's like, see ya. Yep. <laughs> you're better off here than in my garage because you're being a weirdo. <laughs> right. Um Wendell asks Henry about uh, Wendell's or uh, Henry's adoption, I should say. Mm-hmm. Henry avoids the real parents question. You know, who's your real parents? Where are they? Yeah, and he says your grandpa and grandma are my real parents. Which and, and we learn that they they had tried to have a baby, they lost a baby, mm-hmm. and then they gave up. So they adopted him when he was five. Yeah. So. So what kind of creepy parents did he used to have? Yeah, to have see, there's something. That kind of reaction. There's definitely something there. I don't really know what it is or if we'll ever get an answer about it, about his parents. But he definitely avoids it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never then, really questioned it before, though. I, you know, you got you think, like, yeah, he, of course he's adopted. But you don't really, like, think to dig into his adoption or anything like that. Well, no, and, and he was adopted at five. So yeah. he potentially could have memories of his sure. birth parents. Something could happen there. And then also, is there something going on with the the baby that they that died? Yeah. Like, does that mean anything? Yeah. So I mean, so far Mike is kind of right. We're just adding more mystery the whole time. Yes, but I like it. I like it too. I so like, I it like wasn't asking questions. It wasn't a negative for me. No. Um. Henry asked Ruth about the uh, sound in the woods, and she's in bed. Yeah, he's talk he's talking about like back when he was a kid, mm-hmm. you know. Um his his dad taking him out in the woods. Yeah, and she says they just went hunting and fishing and all yeah, that. Yeah, she sorta of, she sorta of, like brushes it off. Mm-hmm. Like she know. always does. Exactly. I was I was just gonna say, like, she kinda has a tendency to do that with really anything, even when it's a serious question. She's just sort of like, Oh, you know Back to this fish I'm <laughs> yeah. playing. <laughs> I don't know. She like you can never really tell when she's, you know, unless there's like ominous music that ramps up. You can never tell if something's a, going on. A tight with her. zoom in on her yeah. face, yeah. Um, so then Henry starts getting voices and daytime visions again. Well, he says, "Did he ever hear um, talk about hearing a sound?" And Ruth says, "To go ask your father." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the problem. That's why he's asking you. She's disconnected. Yeah. Excuse me. Um. Yeah, but that's, I don't know, that's kind of where we leave that scene off, right? Mm-hmm. Henry's getting more voices and he's getting uh, visions now in the middle of the day. Yeah, he was just outside. Instead of like when he's sleeping. It's, uh, it's getting even more intense all the time. Uh, Molly and Henry are together in this scene. Um, he asked Molly about 
his dad taking him to the woods and he's so he's now he's digging more into this yeah and he wants to know if she ever saw it molly says you hated your dad and goes more in depth with like she knows how all about how he felt about his dad mm-hmm. and this stuff that was going on back then um then bombshell is dropped here in the middle of this episode yeah. uh or maybe even early still in the episode i can't remember how far it is into it but maybe about half Molly confesses to pulling the plug on his, on Henry's dad's medical equipment, but she says it was as if Henry was pull, it was as if Henry's hand was working through her hand. Mm-hmm. So they were like one being one p- person doing this action, right? And yeah. she she says that she thought it was a dream at first, but then of course it was not yeah. a dream whatsoever. She realized it was real. But also, um, what bad timing. Because they're trying, like, Jackie Torrance is there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to get the house listed. And, like, that's the time that you felt it was appropriate to just lay this all out there. You, you couldn't have done it, you know, yeah. at a different time. <laughs> I just think, like, they she's already been, like, on the cusp of selling him mm-hmm. before. And Just now, really like, they finally, thing. oh, yeah, totally. Like, they're in the middle of doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like th- if they're ever going to pay this off or whatever, if they're ever going to explain this, like, the, they can't be together every episode having conversations and not get to this eventual moment you know I what know. i mean and what does it take for like him to believe her? oh yeah because totally. he, he obviously totally believes her because he says and i quote you're fucking crazy yeah like hitter thinks she's nutso yeah <laughs> so i like i said you know last episode when we were talking about it like he still is not there no i mean and does she have to punch him in the face I know, every that's time what, that she tells him so he like we i was gets it? you i think you and mike were sort of of the opinion like well now it seems like he's sort of coming around to it because she explained to him every thought that he had or whatever right and i'm like well i don't know because he still sort of seems like he's very thick-headed yeah exactly and like mike was saying like as a lawyer you would think He'd be a little smarter about this. Like, he'd ask. That's probably why he's so thick-headed. Because he's a lawyer Maybe, and he thinks yeah. he knows everything. And everything's so cut and dry and, you know, black and white, right and wrong. And It is a thing in Stephen King stories. There's always, like, there's always one or two main characters or side characters who are very not willing to accept the supernatural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for example, even in the, the latest book that you put out, The Outsider... There's a guy who becomes a main character in the book who's very involved with the plot all the way through. And, you know, it's spelled out to him like the only way that this could have happened is if there's something beyond explanation. Some supernatural something is happening. And he's still like, no, I will not accept that. (laughs) It's like, well, what does it take? Jesus. It takes a car eating you. Yeah, exactly. To believe. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, so I don't know. Henry, get it together, man. Somebody needs to shake him. Yeah, so I don't know. He Well, something does happen to him. I don't know if it's a shaking, but <laughs> we'll get there. And how weird for her if that's how she experiences things. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he like he felt it so much that hatred to his father and she felt it through him so much that it made her go over there mm-hmm. and just kill him and she was doing it with him yeah like she could see his hand in her hand like how fucked up of a life does she have right and and no wonder she she's said, taking pills right but she said like you wanted him dead yeah so I, w- I wasn't the one that wanted him dead. I just did it because your hand made me do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like he was acting through her. So very. It's their connections even more complete than than we previously thought. You know. Yeah, because the whole time he was lost, she yeah. felt him. Right. And he was gone for eleven days. So. Very weird. Yeah. But then, but she says like you felt relief at at a certain point. You know what I mean? I don't know. The whole thing's crazy. Is that relief when, uh, when Mr. Deaver like fell over? Well, after he got pushed off the oh, cliff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, was that his relief? She sort of is implying that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's scared at first. Then that happens. Then he's okay. Yeah. Or at least, you know. Because the, the, dan- the danger is gone. Right. And we still think he's probably in the dimension with that dog somewhere. <laughs> that's what I think. Listeners never addressed it. (laughs) Yeah, nobody said anything about the dog. There was no anything about the dog, so that's okay. I'll just take that one as a as a mark in the loss column. No, no, it's gonna pay off. It'll come back around, and you'll be like, in your face, we'll rejoice. Just taking a look at the cat staring at the corner for no reason. That's something that they do. They just look at things for no reason, (laughs) really close to their face. Okay, so let's move on. Yes. Pangborn is at the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we assume we're in Syracuse now? Yeah. He's probably the one they were talking about earlier. Uh, he breaks in through a gate that's not the front door. Nope. Uh, then we go back. We're cutting back and forth between it's there. A very, yeah, it's a very quick scene we see. It yeah. Uh, Henry and he and Pangborn's kind of searching around. Yeah. Um, Which... Did you have a theory at this point of what he was searching around for? No, I did, had no idea. I assumed he was looking for Warden Lacey's car. Because yeah. that was the only thing I could think of that would be at a junkyard. The only car, yeah. That I should have put that together, but I didn't until he dusted off the bumper. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not smart. Uh, okay, so we cut between the junkyard and Henry at home. Uh, Wendell is, uh, with Ruth. And they're playing a very sad looking chess. Yeah. And, uh, I should mention Henry is like, I got to go take care of something. I'm going to leave you two together again. Hopefully you don't walk out of the room immediately. <laughs> yeah. Just have fun. So they're, they're, they're gathered around the chessboard. And did you see the tobacco piece, Tabasco piece? In Mm-mm. place for a chess piece, like and like, I think it's salt or pepper shaker because yeah. she's been taking all the pieces. That's right. Yeah, so they can't really play chess. They're uh, they're they mentioned that there's a bunch of missing pieces or something. And yeah, yeah, the kids like, what's with all the pieces gone? So she says that it feels like life is going in a bunch of different directions, and it used to be that she could view life as everybody else does, where it's like in a straight line, and it's not really like that for her anymore. The way she processes stuff. Yeah, she says we've been here before. We'll be here again. Yes, yeah, so that was used to go forward. Sure, and she's saying it's not. She's reliving things. Right. 
So that's very creepy. And I, and it's something she hasn't told anybody because she tells mm. Wendell, can I tell you a secret? And will you keep your mouth shut? Mm. So nobody else knows this, that this is how she's viewing life. So weird. And uh, yeah, I maybe she, there could be a secret beyond well, the, that, that she's like something beneath all, all of that. Mm. Or she just doesn't want to scare, you know, the... Her her family members or Pangborn or whoever. So because this place is very like messed up and anything can happen, mm. I almost I almost want to believe <laughs> that she's viewing different timelines. Mm. I almost I almost want to believe it because she says that she uses the chess pieces as a coping mes- mechanism and like breadcrumbs, so she knows what reality she's in. So if she opens the fridge and sees the chess piece, then she knows she's here in the now. Yeah. Because she just now put that there. Yeah, so I, I took it as just, like, what room that she's in. But, you know what I mean? But, but she, I guess she, you're saying that she goes even further beyond that in the way she's explaining it. Yeah, well, because, you know, all throughout the season, like, she keeps thinking that the dog's alive. Yeah, and I know that she has dementia, but mm. I'm just wondering if they're making it seem like it's dementia, but it really is something paranormal. Right, right. And you know, earlier like, she mentions the, the suit. The suit, yeah. So I just, I feel like maybe she's not as crazy as people think she is. Totally, yeah. And she's just being pulled. Yeah, there's something wrong. Different... Yeah, and she just keeps going into like a weird timeline. That's Because that... I believe anything can happen in this town. Oh, yeah, And totally. until they prove me wrong, I'm going to have wild theories. And Henry disappeared from the quarry for, in the, in the woods around the quarry for days and yeah. was not dead. Right. So where did he So go? we our original theory is another dimension. So that would totally line in line up with the, the stuff with thing, Ruth, like another dimension sort of thing is going on. And remember last week Nick was very adamant on the fact and I don't know if anybody debunked this for us yet, but he was very adamant that when the kid was when Henry was found, he had a chess piece. Mm-hmm. Like when Alan found him in the woods. Now if you know Again, I don't know how he would have this chess piece because it seemed like she got this chess when they were older in life. So mm. I don't know about that. But I do find it weird that Henry in adult life keeps keeps finding them. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's definitely not something that we'd be able to figure out yet. No. But it's at least something to I feel take like note there's of. more to it. Oh, I, totally, I don't yeah. I don't want to blame it all on dementia. I highly doubt that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to believe that she's... I'm going to believe her and take what she says is real until I'm proven otherwise, which it'll probably be next episode because that's how it seems to go. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where we leave that off. But uh, Henry's in the woods with the camcorder, so that's where he needed to go. Mm -hmm. Henry goes back to the woods where... The video is showing that they're at, and he's able to pinpoint it by, you know, some no trespassing markers on and rocks and on, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So everything has kind of stayed the same in those woods, you know. Um, yeah, he's using the old footage as a map to find out where. Sure, they went. and the camera dies on him, and like they do. Sure, exactly. And and I like how he tried to fix it by taking the battery out and then immediately putting it back in. Well, yeah, that is one of the ways that you. <laughs> I was surprised he didn't blow on it. Like a Nintendo game exactly. or something. <laughs> I mean, those shake are, it. Those are all stuff that we would have done with that old technology. Is like 
maybe the battery is just hot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> maybe it's not really dead, like it's been telling me for the past 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then we flash back and we catch up with uh, Pangborn again. Mm-hmm. He's sneaking around. Um, he seems to give up and he goes back to his truck. And on the radio, they're talking about a fire (sighs) at the psych hospital. Yeah. So right away, shit goes nuts at the hospital. Eight staff people and six. um, So eight staff and six patients died. Yeah. And then some escaped. Four escaped. Which we can only assume the kid is one of them. Mm -hmm. And only assume that the kid did this. Had something to do with it. I mean, they had to have touched him in order to put him wherever. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> you got somebody. Somebody went on a uh, a murder spree. It um, seems like <laughs> ridiculous. Alan uh, sees what he's looking for, mm-hmm. and he gets out of the uh, the truck and jumps up on this tow truck that has the uh, the car from uh, Lacey's. Accident. Accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, it's all smashed up with a bunch of other cars. And the torture guy does not want to let it go. No. So Pangborn's like, I got to save, <laughs> I got to save Ruth. Like, yeah. Like he has any idea. This person has no idea who he's talking about. But he does pull out a giant gun. So he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he says, it's mine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was great. And then, uh, I don't know, a little bit of follow-up on this later, but he comes back later and says, it's going to be shipped here tomorrow. How can he trust the person who you just held up to ship the car? Maybe That's a little bit of a hole for me, but it's not something I know, because it's not like he still has the gun to his head and is forcing him to do it. Because the guy seemed very adamant that Fat Tony had bought this car and that he couldn't let it go. If he's going to pull a gun on him, he would take the tow truck. Yeah. And, t- and take it back himself. But then he'd leave his Bronco there, and he can't do that. And who's to say these people aren't going to come fuck him up now? Because he just pulled a gun on one of their... So, yeah. So that's a little bit of a hole for me, but that's okay. I I don't. I generally don't like to poke holes, because mm-hmm. in any no, show... No, it, it, it bothered me, too. Yeah. I was like, huh, well, all right. <laughs> How is this coming? Um. So, yeah, there was some very intense uh, synth music here, though. That sort of sounded like the Terminator. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Just a side note. Uh, so then we go back home, and Ruth spills her pills everywhere. All of them, all over the kitchen floor. Uh, Molly is a little more careful with hers, I think, than than Ruth is. <laughs> she just throws them everywhere. <laughs> well, because uh, Molly has to pay by the pill for that shit. Yeah. And that's like gold to Ruth her. Ruth is getting them from the government or something. Right. Um, you get those every month. That's yeah. <laughs> you can lose a few. She is. She has an embarrassment of riches when it comes to pills. <laughs> um. So the kid walks in while Ruth is trying to gather up her spilled medicine. Um. And he takes off his shoes. Takes off his shoes. Coat. So he's thought, like Mister Rogers. Yeah. He he's um he's abiding by the rules set of the man of the house with no click clacks. Just very, very weird. I, I knew like something he is lived there. there. Something's there with that. I don't really know. I think he. I'm starting to think more. He has an even greater psychic connection to people in this town than we thought. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
Henry and Molly and his mom. Like, I think he knows and feels what all these people are feeling. And so, like, that's maybe how he knows what the old rule of the house was. No yeah. shoes or whatever. Um, But, yeah, it's worth noting that he does take off his shoes. House he's, rule. He's like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so, then we go back to Henry at the woods at night. This yeah, he's is, lost. Yeah, he's lost. <laughs> this is actually... Um, we mentioned this a couple episodes ago when we were talking about Mark Bernard and being a writer on the show and how he said he wrote this episode. And oh, that's he right. Was, this was the episode. Yeah, he mm-hmm. said he was kind of, you know, he regretted that he wrote Woods at Night in the script because... It's a lot of Woods at Night. <laughs> yeah, and they're shooting all night Yeah, to make sure they get all this stuff. So anyway... And he and he does the the cell phone thing where you raise it above your head yep. to get it just a little bit closer yeah. to those satellites, <laughs> and it doesn't. And it doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, there's still no GPS or signal in the woods. So then he sees a campfire. And would you? Okay, so let's pause. Okay, if you're walking through the woods and you used a camcorder to get you there, you get lost. It's now pitch black. You come across a random person because mm-hmm. you're just seeing their back. At a campfire. Mm. And that's all you see. Do you approach? No, not me, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you stay lost? <laughs> um, Do you stay lost and then just like very okay. slowly back into the brush again? <laughs> I actually think it depends on a couple of things. Okay. How cold is it? Are you do you have frostbite mm-hmm. at, by this point that you are finding a campfire? Because if you don't, if you are lost, you have no way of calling anyone to have them pinpoint your cell phone, your mm-hmm. location. You have nothing, and you see a campfire, even if there is a person there, and you're about to die from the cold. You your body may just carry you over to the. Okay, fire. but he was not dying of almost cold. Sure, he right. Was just, this is a different situation. He's just he's just walking through the woods. He's just being kind of a dummy. And I think he's a little more adventurous than we are. <laughs> Do you think in that moment he was like, I finally found where I needed to go? Or he was just like, thank God somebody that can get me out of here. I don't think he, no, I don't think he's looking for somebody to get him out necessarily. I think like. He just doesn't know why he's up there, and he's intrigued by... Somebody else being up there? Yeah, this random person being in the woods, also random as he is in the woods. Um, They came better prepared. They at least have a fire. Sure, and then when he sees... I think maybe when he sees who it is by the fire, that's what carries him over closer, Mm -hmm. is that I saw this person earlier today. They were creeping me the fuck out at the cemetery. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Yeah, and um, I also want to make a note that this actor, Macaulay Culkin's older brother. I think it's younger brother. Younger brother, fine. Um, He was in another series. I'm not sure if it was on Hulu or what, because I didn't watch it legally. But uh, it was about the the Waco uh, hostage situation. Oh okay. And it it was a great show. Pretty pretty well researched and, you know, but it 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 was heavily dramatized like cuz they don't know everything that went on inside that place. Mm-hmm. Uh while that whole hostage situation was going on. 
But um, he was all that to say. This actor was amazing in it. He played one one of like three or four people that ended up escaping from that place before the government lit it on fire. Oh yeah. Or another theory is the people lit it on fire from the inside. <laughs> so who knows what happened? We're not here to solve the mystery of Waco. <laughs> <laughs> so so this Culkin is Rory. Culkin. Okay. And he's getting a lot of work right now. Because he's very good. He's the youngest of eight children. So he's the youngest of, of okay. the Culkins. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so he plays, we find out he's Willie. Mm-hmm. And uh, his friend, he's a black gentleman named Odin Branch. Which is a badass name. Yeah, and Odin uh, is one of the podcasts. I should mention that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I wrote, you know how I described him? Um, I wrote one creeper, Willie Culkin boy and other, uh, I put Neo creeper cause he reminded me of like the matrix when he like turned around and walked with his long jacket. Oh yeah. <laughs> he reminded yeah, yeah. me very Neo esque. <laughs> Very mysterious as well. Um, yeah, but he he comes with a cool name. Odin yeah. Branch. So these are the RV creeps from yeah. earlier, as we mentioned. Um, and Odin is deaf, right? And he's signing while Willie is explaining everything he's signing. Yeah. And he actually tells Henry, Odin does through Willie that if you speak to me, I can read your lips mm-hmm. and we can have normal conversations. So that actually makes it easier for everybody watching, right? <laughs> There's a whole operation going here that makes it easier for everybody. Um, Odin, it turns out, knew Henry's dad. They shared the same beliefs. Yeah, and says that they're out here to listen in the woods. Because because that's their church. Sure. And he explains that the sound that they are listening for, Henry's dad called it the voice of God, Mm -hmm. which goes back to what Lacey said. Right. Um, then we get into some of Odin's crazy-ass theories. Okay, so first off, <laughs> I got kind of tuned out at this point. Okay. I, 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 I wrote down that he says, you know, most people can't hear it or they do only once. A few people hear it constantly, mm-hmm. depending on your geographic location. Um, and then they start talking about the schisma. Yeah, the schisma <laughs> is like, the huh? <laughs> the schisma is their name for this sound, the, the voice of God that is like permeating the universe. Yeah. Um, and the note I wrote on it in what kind of a a truncated version of this dialogue that he gives here is that the sound is the universe trying to re- reconcile all possible nows. Different dimensions existing at once. Mm-hmm. So that goes right in with our theories as well mm-hmm. of like there's a bunch of separate realities happening all at once. And this sound is the emanation of that happening and trying to the universe trying to make sense of itself in some way or like account for it. Or I don't know. He says reconcile. So right. take that for whatever it means. Universe-wise. Do you think that when the kid went to that house um, and heard the fight that broke out at that birthday party, like, I almost wonder if that was happening now, but not in this reality. Uh, Yeah, I mean, certainly. Like, maybe it wasn't his house. 
Certainly possible. But he's picking up on a alternate dimension of what's happening in the town. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like uh, just don't know. Yeah, and may, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get that answer or not. But that's definitely something to think about. You know, any any instance of stuff that is going on that is weird. You know, like Molly seeing the Reverend around. Mm-hmm. You know, like any kind of instance like that, you question whether or not it's real now. Yeah. Or question whether or not it's a it's a I don't think it's like if it's, it's another like you dimension, accept it's real, but you're like, is it really here or is it there? Yeah, because it if it's another dimension, does that mean it's also real? Right. So and then are they just visions? Then they're certainly not real. They're imagined. Right. But if we this say it's all really happening, then it's all real to a point. There's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting a headache? It's so early. <laughs> it's making my eyes. Trying to make sense of this. <laughs> Debbie started like rubbing her brow like, dear Lord, what have we got ourselves into? Okay, so he need says. need a bigger notebook. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a brand new one, though. I do. Um, Odin says that the sound is beginning louder. Or not even just a sound, but the universe itself or whatever is being. The schisma. The schisma, yeah. I feel like we're going to be saying schisma a lot from here on out. Um, Mike, we understand your frustration. It's going to be okay. <laughs> we promise. I don't promise. See, the thing, before we continue on, <laughs> I wanted I want to lay this down. And I did mention this on the board earlier, but people have already read this for days before it'll ever air on here. But I, for people that are just listening and not really reading up on the board that much, they said that they're going to, and we I think we may have mentioned this last episode too, is that the creators have said it's structured in three acts. Mm-hmm. And the second act in a traditional story is when things go wrong, the story ramps up, the crazy comes out even more, and then act three is where we start getting a resolution. Mm-hmm. We're in episode six right now. So we're in, the, we're in two. Yeah, we're less than two-thirds through it. So... If we have four episodes left that means we're not we're definitely not to act three yet there is no. not going to be any resolution so therefore we're going to get some answers later there at six there has to be a certain amount of um of a bridge quality to this episode that gets us from one place to the next and exactly. it just brings us to episode seven and you know he actually said that he felt like he could just skip this episode. I'm like, well, I don't think that's necessarily no. true. Because <laughs> they're, they're definitely got some reveals in this thing. Yeah, I don't know. You know so, but anyway, um, Mike, all that to say, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so not to spoil anything for what I've seen for next episode, mm-hmm. but I feel like next episode is still going to be gathering more information. Mm-hmm. And then 8, 9, and 10, I feel like it's going to yeah, be the payoff episodes. For me, that I would assume 8, 9, 3, or 8, 9, eight, nine 10. Three. 8, 9, 10. <laughs> 3 was back. 8, 9, I, I guess I was thinking the last three in my head as I was saying it. <laughs> Episode title. Eight nine. Gotta write it down so you don't forget. Eight nine three. <laughs> Too funny. Um eight, nine, ten are the last act. Or maybe even nine and ten. You know what I mean? It just depends on how they want to structure this thing. So Yeah. Let's move forward, shall we? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> in eight, nine, three. Go. Three, two, seven. Um, as I said, Odin's been uh, saying it's getting louder. Uh, his dad, Henry's dad, created a device. The last time there was a large uptick like this. Yeah, like he created the schematics. He got the, the draw, the plans for it. Right, and it's called the filter, which is the episode title. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it also is a double reference to the kid, though, because the 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 kid is hearing all the he's the filter for the entire pain of the whole town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just let me mention that. Um, Odin says he built it using the schematics that. Henry's dad left before he died. Right. And it's in the RV. So then, <laughs> yeah, so then they, they panned the RV. I'm like, what is happening? I'm just imagining it's been tricked out like a DeLorean, you know. DeLorean like, is the first thing that came to my head, too, is because, yeah. like, when you think some kind of device <laughs> and then you show an RV, it's like, well, okay, we're going back to the future, I guess. Yep. And... We did mention earlier that RV looks pretty fucking nice. It does on the outside. They keep it really looking nice. I don't know what kind of jobs these dudes have. I don't know, and they're parking it in the woods, and it's still still looking uh, good. Yeah. Okay, so is that another hole? How did they get it there? I don't, is there a road that leads up into the woods that an RV? I don't can know. Take? Don't you think Henry would have known if there was a, a road in the woods? Why Wouldn't that have been take... like the first thing he would have taken? <laughs> Why didn't he take the most direct route? <laughs> So, Instead, he's just wandering <laughs> around, and his cell phone's dying, and and they're out there driving through the woods in an RV <laughs> with so low hanging branches. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's totally fine. That RV should be fucked right now. So the RV's got to be mystical. It just it just pops in. What if it rains? The RV is not getting out of the woods. No, there's stuck. no way. <laughs> okay, that thing weighs a, a ton. All right, so there's got to be a road. I don't. There must be. <laughs> <laughs> so they they go. And, you know, had we not focused on how nice the RV was, I never would have questioned. I'm like, yeah, it's just there. But then we had to really think about how it looked. I don't like, understand. How does it stay this way? I didn't even question it that much, but now it's really like a sticking point. Because <laughs> he's lost, and yeah. they just drove there. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Um, so then they, they go in the RV and in the back of the RV and like the lounge where the lounge area would be. Oh, I was thinking they converted like the bedroom or maybe, yeah, maybe it is a bedroom. There's a sort of soundproof room. Um, yeah, rubber spiked pad. Yeah. It has the wedges on the wall. Like you would see in a recording studio and those kind of like bounce the sound waves off. It kind of, it deadens the mm-hmm. echoes. Basically, is what those are used for. Yeah. Um, here, it is, they completely cover ceiling to floor, mm-hmm. everything in that little room, right? Well, what do you think that would feel like to lay on? <laughs> I don't know. That would be probably comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> or like like a, acupuncture? <laughs> masha- <laughs> massage your neck a little bit. You're just sitting there like rolling around. Yeah. Well, it turns out Henry's going to have some time in there apparently okay so but henry is just the biggest dummy in the entire world well here's the thing is that at first he's not no and, and he's I, like and i write henry won't be kidnapped yeah your pressure don't do nothing for him henry's like 
I am not getting in that room. He says it like like there is no way, no way possible. He's right, ever and I was like, good room. for you, Henry. Yeah, this is the Henry that we love. You <laughs> the, will not be kidnapped. We the audience is like, I mean, from the as soon as they get in that RV with these two creeps. I'm like, he's going to be kidnapped. Exactly. <laughs> so so when you're watching it, you're like, Henry, come on now. I know. And I wrote in here. I'm like, don't be kidnapped, Mal. Don't be stupid. Yeah. We see this coming from a mile and then away. I, and I wrote Stranger Danger. <laughs> yeah. We're like, okay, well, Odin. So then Odin is saying all the right things here. Oh, he's yeah. He's really speaking Henry's language. And you can hear... Um, he says this is how you can cleanse you get the schisma all that's left is the schisma uh you hear the rumors now but once you're in there it'll just filter the truth yeah you can and that's see, all henry wants you can see truth. him being convinced like his face oh, changes yeah. he they're just handing the candy out to him they're like we got candy and puppies in this room yeah and neither is in that room all it has is massage spikes <laughs> on the wall so <laughs> But guess what maybe happened? That, well, that's maybe what put him over the edge. He's like, well, I could use a nap. <laughs> a nice, quiet nap. Yeah, so um, this is where really clicked. And I was like, okay, this is all bad. Okay, but okay. So before we got to there, I wrote down, because as he's talking, we see a branding tip. And I'm like, branding yeah. tip? Why would you need a branding tip? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What well, now we know why. Yeah. Because they shove that shit in their ears. Right. To be cleansed. Yeah. Or corrected. Is that not what they said? To be corrected? Yeah. Yeah, that he says... Yeah, he needs to correct Willie. And now. and he says, make you not deaf. Right? Henry says that. And then before Odin does what he's about to do, he's like, not deaf. Perfect. Yeah. And then you see this crazy smile, like, look on his face. <laughs> And he slams the door shut. And it's and, a safe. And Henry's in there, and he locks him in there. And it's a safe. Terrible. And I wrote, told you so. Yeah, exactly. Stranger danger. <laughs> you do not go in there. Um. And yeah. then, and then he just hears like major ringing in his ears. Right. So this is where we get. Like and then actually in the subtitles it said cacophony, <laughs> so it's just a crazy cacophony of sounds and visions, worse than anything Henry's had to deal with before. Right. Um. And after that sort of ramps up for a little bit, you get all kinds of visions and voices and stuff that we've heard before. Yeah, Probably something in now? there that we haven't either. You know what I mean? Like we haven't yet. I don't know for sure because I wasn't like super zoned in on it, but. The only thing is I wrote was, we hear, do you hear it now? Where'd you go? We see the playing with the truck in the dirt, the cage. Mm -hmm. We hear screaming, and he's just holding his ears. Yeah, so um, that's where that leaves off. We go to uh, back to Ruth and uh, Henry's childhood home. Uh, Alan arrives to the house. Mm-hmm. He sees the kid in front. He says, I got the car. Yeah, he says they're going to deliver it, like <laughs> we mentioned earlier, <laughs> which is okay. Because they're fine. just so kind-hearted people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Pangborn notices that there's blood coming down from one of his arms. Like, he's wearing long sleeves, and you see blood escaping down his hand. 
Well, right before that, though, the kid starts talking and Alan doesn't understand what he's saying. Right. Because he says there will, the kid says there will be a monument to Lacey to yeah. everyone who helped put me in that cage. Sure. Yeah. And that's when he noticed because he was like, you said you would help her. Oh, yeah. That's and right. then he notices the blood and he was like. Why would you leave me in that trunk, Sheriff? And yeah. I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah, so <laughs> finally we're seeing the kid do some heinous shit. And not just like Maybe. on the sly. Not just like on the sly at the prison. That's a kitty cat. That's, a, that's a number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Pangborn realizes... There's something very wrong going on inside. He asks him, "Where's Ruth?" And then he doesn't say anything, or he what? Just I don't. Runs off. You just see more of the blood, and then you see Alan running inside. So and the house is destroyed. Yeah, the house is completely There's, wrecked, top there to bottom. Was a huge struggle. Yeah, or you know, broken glass. The oven's on. Like the kitchen's. Yeah, whatever happened, it was crazy in there for yeah. a little bit. Um. So, smoke alarm's going off. There's a pan burning on the stove that's reminiscent of what Ruth did earlier in the uh, series where... She just leaves things on. Yeah, she just leaves stuff wherever. She's in the backyard while there's stuff on the stove. Right. Um, And while we're looking at the burning pan on the stove, that's where the episode leaves off. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's lots of questions left on the table here. It ramped up really, really big. And then... Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So, um, from the behind the behind the scenes featurette, mm-hmm. uh, they said there's themes of imprisonment throughout. Kid in the cage, Henry uh, in isolation. Now he's in a chamber. He's also in a sort of pseudo cage. He did that to himself. Yeah, he's a huge dummy in that. I moment. don't feel that bad for him. Well, he just. He did so many things wrong. He, first of all, could have yeah. taken his car out to the woods, apparently. And then he <laughs> walks up in on the creepy strangers who've been following him and then just inexplicably trusts them. Like, he trusts them more well, than he... Well, they like, convinced him. I know, but they convinced him so much easier than Molly has, you know? And I think it's all this... The, his intrigue got the best of him. Dummy. Like... The unloading of information. Oh, I, on I know him. why. I'm just saying yeah. he's just a big fat dummy because yeah. he has somebody else that's been telling him actual things that are happening. Yeah, and he don't want none of that shit. Yeah. Well, this uh, you know, and I know I'm about to nerd out right here for a second, but this sort of reminded me of like the Han Solo trapped in carbonite kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like we get one of our main characters that we love so much, and now he's in the most dire situation that he's ever been in. It's it's textbook act two stuff. You know Is what I mean? Molly gonna be able to hear him? I mean, I gotta, I I sort of think that. It, well, let's see. Because if she heard him in another dimension when he was gone for those eleven days, if that's where he was, yeah. she should be able to hear. I actually, steel, right? I did sort of write down as one of my theories for this episode, which is why I paused for a second when you said that. Is that I think it's possible that. Being in this chamber and locked away is going to unlock something in Henry that he was previously unable to unlock. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna help him. Like, you know, there sort of in other stories as well. It's like when when they get in their place, their their peaceful place or whatever they have to do to tell themselves like. Danny in The Shining mm-hmm. has to think about certain things to get him in the right zone. Right. 
to be able to use the shining to his best ability so like maybe this being trapped in here ends up being something that helps him I, yeah I I'm, I'm sure it is immediately it doesn't because it's all bad yeah he's getting only crazy visions and stuff and no <laughs> i don't know how he survived this long yeah without being kidnapped i don't either <laughs> so um and they also mention in that future that the kid is punishing Pangborn for the past, finally. Uh, which we weren't really sure if he was going to ever do up until this point. But now, and we aren't really sure how to feel about how Pangborn treated him. You know I what I mean? I say good for the kid. Yeah, but at the same time, we love Pangborn. No, I'm on the kid's side. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> as far as the kidnapping goes, but I don't feel like Pangborn was totally guilty in that situation i know he did like he left a kid in the trunk but it, i have a strong feeling it's more complicated than that you know oh, I, mean? I, I would agree i don't know what it is i'm just i'm just <laughs> purely on a base level though i'm rooting for the kid yeah but but like police officer leaves a kid in the trunk that's <laughs> bad <laughs> if you just say it like that fyi that's not a good idea no that's a terrible idea <laughs> But if you think he's Satan, maybe the trunk is better than, you know, <laughs> other places. <laughs> Wandering around the town, touching people. But he's just going off one man's word that this is Satan. Oh, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh boy. He's creeping up. Mm -hmm. He's creeping up the count <laughs> the, the, on the he's board. Probably like, I really want to sit in that chair that person's in. That's where my mom sits. I don't, yeah. I'm not really sure. I don't want to encourage it. We're almost <laughs> to the end. <laughs> um, if interruptions happen, they will happen on their, own. on their own or. I know. I just want to touch the kitty. At his will. You will be able to in a minute. <laughs> um, so, other theories that I have, and then you can throw out something if you have something. Uh, I don't think Ruth is dead. I think that she's just missing right now. Um, where? No idea. She's probably in her bedroom. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> like everything's fine. She's well, she took the bed before the kid could take the bed. He That's what the fight was about. Mm -hmm. He came in. He wanted to get back in the bed again. <laughs> yep. And put on more Motown. She's like, "No, bitch! It's almost bedtime." You know. She runs to the bed, takes his spot. He's like. Argh! It just destroys everything. It destroys everything. I don't think that's a good theory, but what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure the blood is his, and she probably, through the fit of rage, she destroyed everything. He just went outside because he didn't know what the fuck to do. Maybe. I think that that blood that's on his arm is his. Yeah, yeah, it, for like, sure. It, he got cut from glass, Something. Uh, What else? We already mentioned the... Henry unlocking his true power thing. Uh, Pangborn. I think Pangborn's going to go ape shit on the kid as much as he can, but then the kid is probably going to fight him back or something. All he has to do is touch him. So, yeah, but I think now that like the kid has done fucked up this house, or either Ruth did or he did, or the combination of both, the kid might be more brazen with his powers now. Maybe. Like, he goes around town just fucking shit up. Mm -hmm. I think that would be cool. Maybe I just want to see that happen. He just uses <laughs> his Jedi mind power. Yeah. Um, Pangborn hopefully doesn't touch him. I wrote that. Mm -hmm. Underline. Um, I think we'll get more Odin and Willie as well. I don't think... Like, 
there's no way they, they peaced out. They were yeah. like, we were in this one well, episode. Well, we got him in there, so see ya. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're teamed up with the kid somehow. Maybe and they're like, well, he kept me in a cage. Let's see how Henry feels about it. <laughs> you know. Uh, but that's kind of all the theories and stuff that I wrote down. I you sprinkled mine throughout the episode. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I think of them as I say them. Yeah, see. I think that's how, how talking works. I think of them as I say them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if, <laughs> if anybody was aware. Um, I, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't put a lot of thought into the things I yeah, say. Yeah, and also, you know, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't say eight, <laughs> nine, three or whatever I said earlier, though, so. This is um, true. I still think you're higher than me on the intelligence level of this conversation so far. Uh, what else? Do you want to hear what's happening in the next episode? Oh, be- hold before we do that. Uh, the I think okay. Well, the episode's not over yet, but officially, Cat is on the board. Mm-hmm. Ash is on the board for the cat interruptions. Is uh, that a third one? I don't. I mean, it didn't stop me from talking. Oh, boy. Okay, well, this is. So, clearly, that's three. Um, wow, he's... <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely take a picture of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, anyway. Ash is on the board. We've yet to see how far he will climb. <laughs> to be determined, right? Right, TBD. Um the Church Creed Award winner for this episode. We didn't have a whole lot of contribution from people that haven't already won one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of talk today, like I said, about episode six and stuff, but I kind of want to save that for later. Well, Sarah commented, um, because we had talked about her in the one podcast, and she commented and said she would appreciate two-hour episodes. Oh, that's right. Um, and then you had that that uh instagram feedback yeah. from so it was turtle it's turtle girl am i saying that right turtle girl turtle something girl. something something it's numbers <laughs> yeah uh her name's nicole um nicole. so it's either between sarah and nicole mm-hmm. i feel like sarah had more commentary on our actual show mm-hmm. sarah said like you said she would appreciate a two-hour episode what she didn't know at that point is that we had already done one and yep. and we delivered it probably like the next day after Sarah posted that. So mm-hmm. awesome for Sarah. Arguments for Nicole for this week. She was the first to immediately comment. It was like within a couple hours of me even putting the episode up. She said she was looking forward to episode five and then that um, because she had just watched it mm-hmm. and then that uh when she listened to it, she's like, I can't even with this it trivia. Because <laughs> we were so bad. And that's within a couple hours of it being posted. And it was two hours long. So she must have listened like as soon as it got posted. It, is she referencing because we were so bad at it? Yes. She yeah, was mentioning, was she just terrible. mentioned overall like, I don't even know what to say about this. It's <laughs> terrible. I am not good being put on the spot. We were both super put on the spot. We both... I, I am full of useless information. Yeah. I know lots of really random trivia facts. Totally. I know lots of... I know just, lots of Stephen King stuff. Right. I know lots of things. But when you try to put that to the test, yeah. you will see none of it. I I liken it to 
when you're watching. I don't know if you ever wa- have watched Jeopardy before. Of course. When I you, was a child that grew, was sick. Yeah. When you and watch then, Jeopardy and a, and a thing comes up where you have no idea what it even is. You know what I mean? Like What is? Yeah. But you have no idea like what the category is even talking about. <laughs> and these people on the screen are answering every question mm-hmm. in two seconds or whatever. <laughs> Half a second. And I felt like that with it. I am aware of it. I've seen it. I've not read the book and i haven't seen the old movie in a really long time so i'm less aware of that than other Stephen king things it just so happened that's the one mike picked you know what i mean right well and anytime like i do like trivia and we go places for trivia Mm -hmm. i i i clench up there too (laughs) yeah like there was book trivia and i'm like this is something i will definitely know and And words i just forgot (laughs) everything i've ever known so i i don't know it's kind of up for debate between her and sarah i don't know what what, if you're leaning more towards one of them um let's go with sarah okay and we'll tell nicole yes we'll tell nicole that um if she would like her very own audience participation uh certificate Uh then um keep bringing it okay <laughs> fair enough yeah so she gets second place this week sorry nicole but just so you know and for all the listeners who uh are unaware of the award which by now you should be i don't know why you started Where with episode six yeah. yeah don't do that go back the church creed award for uh audience participation qualifies you for a bunch of prizes mm-hmm. one is the uh the cat trophy second one is 1408 on dvd yes third one and probably final one haven't really if, unless we happen on something else uh is going to be the stephen king thing of your choice within reason we're not going to buy you something super expensive but l- we're not buying you his house <laughs> No, we're not doing that for sure. And we're not sending you an all-expenses-paid trip to meet him either. No, but we're thinking, like, book, hardcover book, uh, maybe, like, a, a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So what, it's it's winner's choice. So we're going to make a drawing in episode 10 of the Langoliers. people. Langoliers. I Get mean. It. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows you want that VHS. Oh, copy. maybe a pop vinyl. I mean, something cool like that. We did show off some of those early on. I wonder if they're going to do pop, pops of uh, the show. I I mean, they're making a season two, so they probably will. Damn it. I'm going to buy those. Uh, so. I, I want to mention one thing since okay. we're talking about it. But but congratulations, Sarah. <laughs> yes. Congratulations, Sarah. Good job. Well done. Um, when, when I was watching the episode and Ruth and Wendell... Uh, and Henry were all in the kitchen, mm. and they see the kids standing outside, mm. just being creepy, staring inside. Wendell says, "Who who was that, or who is who is that?" Mm-hmm. And I really wanted him to say it in a, a different way, but it wouldn't have made sense. But I really wanted him to be like, "Who is like, um, like who is it?" Yeah. Like I really wanted him to end the sentence with "it." Yeah. Just so <laughs> it would be a little a little thing in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, but it didn't. Did he didn't. That, he didn't say it yeah. that way because it wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense to say "Who is it?" Yeah. You know, when he obviously sees a person. Exactly. So you would say, "Who is that?" But, you know. I wanted some kind of. I mean, they've mentioned. I think they've mentioned dairy already. I don't know. It's within the. 
it universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, then I don't know, sister towns. There has to have been something it related so far. We, I don't, I, I believe we've mentioned it. If we haven't, somebody calls on it. Yeah, let us know. Uh, also, you know, we'll aim to do better on a next a, another group episode. I don't know who's going to be facing who, but <laughs> hopefully it goes. Oh, better. I love doing the trivia. I just hate how stupid it makes me feel. Well, when you don't know the but, answers, yeah, it's... but there's always that chance that I'm like, I'm gonna nail it. Yeah, I I did re-listen to that segment last night at work, and it it was genuinely entertaining. So yeah, that's the main goal mm-hmm. with something like that. You don't want you don't want people to be a know-it-all and get all the answers right. Exactly, and then just rub it in the other person's face. But yeah. you know, and I apologize for rubbing it in, even though I didn't actually know any of the answers. You rubbed it in, so mm-hmm. I know. Maybe maybe you'll get revenge. <laughs> Harry Potter trivia. Uh, exactly. Oh, I did. Okay. So, side note of a side note. Now okay. that we're in the subject of Harry Potter, they're making a full Lego set of uh, Hogwarts. I know. So, I know. I feel like you're going to be getting that. Um, well, Walmart has their own exclusive Harry Potter line. Mm-hmm. I've seen and it. Um, they came out, Mattel came out with uh, dolls, and I bought all of them. Yeah. There were six of them. I bought them all. Sweet. I think I've seen some of those on your in your collection. No, no, I just bought them. Oh, okay. No, no, like these are full-on Barbie dolls. Have they shipped yet? I bought them from the store. Oh, okay. They were, I, I haven't been going into Walmart to grocery shop because yeah. they've been using their app, and yeah. we finally went in there, which was a huge mistake. Yeah, because then you see all these Because they had a huge things. Harry Potter display, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, mystery wands? I must have those. Mini ones and big ones, of course. <laughs> and then six different Barbie dolls that are all Harry Potter characters. Yep, yes. buying all those. I mean, if you didn't buy them that day, you wouldn't have ever wouldn't seen have them together them. again. Yeah, well, because online they're sold out, and they're being sold for way more than they were in Yeah, stores. so in-store is the only possible way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to justify it. it. It was totally justified. Now I just need more shelves. <laughs> right. And that is just, now you're justifying building more shelves. Exactly. <laughs> um, Eventually, I will have the Harry Potter store in my living room. Yeah, I mean, it's already looking pretty... It's pretty sweet. Stellar. Yeah, it's so, pretty So, uh, let's see. What we got to bring it back. We got we to gotta do next week's episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, it's so... short and sweet. So, Debbie, tell me what the preview is for episode seven? Seven. Okay, it's called The Queen. Okay. And all I'm going to tell you, because there was a lot of stuff, all I'm going to tell you is that it's a very Ruth-centric episode. And that's all I'm going to tell you. That's all you can say? That's all I'm going to tell. Yes. You can't say. So I don't anything like else anything would be. I don't anything away because oh, wow. there's a lot of stuff and it's all centered on Ruth. So this is different than other ones where they <clears throat> where they gave stuff away. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean. Or you, not gave stuff away, but like told you more. Oh, they tell us more. I'm just not telling you more. Well, that I guess it's, that's it's what a, I meant is that a, this one is different from other ones is like I could watch the other ones potentially and. Yeah feel okay still watching the episode but this one you feel like would be I, too I, did, I almost didn't want to watch it because i was like oh it's, there's so much stuff that could happen because <laughs> it's a lot of short clips and you're like i don't know what any of this means so li- a lot of little taste all right stuff. So i'll tell you this so the very first thing you see is molly and ruth okay okay and ruth opens the door to the house and molly says mrs deaver i think something terrible is going to happen and ruth says it's happening Oh my god. 
So that references, and then a whole bunch of shit happens. But, exactly. Yeah, but that references what the kid was saying in one of the first episodes. Is it happening? Yeah, it's happening. Oh my god, it's happening. God. Oh no. So. <laughs> As I was saying, that I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Okay, so let's plug the website. Watchesonthecouch.com slash subscribe. There you will find all the pertinent information for finding our stuff and being able to listen to whatever you want Mm -hmm. through our website. Uh, Let's see. I think that's it, though. That's Mm going to do it for this episode. Felt good. Felt pretty good. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I'm going to turn my AC back on now because I can already feel it starting to get warmer in here. Uh Because we've been talking. And um, I think, does that count as another? Yeah, he went. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I thought we were going to get out of here before another (laughs) interruption. So that's four. And I think that ties him with two of your cats. Yes. Okay. Anyway. He's still, he's not in the lead though. Dear Lord. Okay. Well, may not. Uh, get through the season without coming back here to record again so he may still be on the board even further after this mm-hmm. um and then next week maybe another group episode not really sure yet until then see you next time everybody bye bye